Welcome to Inc.'s The Founders Project with Alexa Von Tobel. I'm Alexa, founder of Learn Best, author of the New York Times bestselling book, Financially Fearless, the forthcoming book, Financially Forward, and most recently, founder and managing partner of Inspired Capital, a venture firm committed to investing in founders who are building our future. Each week, I love to sit down with a top entrepreneur to share their story of guts, inspiration, and drive. This week, I'm super excited. We have Joel Flory, co-founder and CEO of Visco, the photo editing app for creators by creators. Joel's career has centered on his passion for photography, design, and tech. Prior to founding Visco in 2011, Joel was a commercial and wedding photographer. Since launching Visco, it's remained a top five grossing app in Apple's App Store. The company is a valuation north of half a billion dollars, 100 million registered users. It's totally insane. Let's welcome Joel. Hey, Joel, how's it going? Thanks. Thanks for having me. Super happy to have you. So let's just quickly start with first things first. What's Visco in your own words for the people out there listening? Yeah, I think the best way that I like to think about it is it's a mobile app with professional quality tools that help you express how you see the world. So you can think about this from photo to video, uh, and we're focused in the future around design and illustration and, and just capturing the world around you and, and your perspective on it. I want to start back in 2011 when you were building this company, standing it up. Just like talk through the inspiration story, those early days. I want to hear some of the grit, some of the just tell us that story in any words you have. Yeah. And so 2011, you probably have to go a decade back to really starting uh, my wife and I starting a photo business together in 2002. Um, and so as a decade as a creative wedding photographer. It was something where always using products and services built for creatives, but never felt a sense of belonging or being a part of something. And I think this is a typical conversation that I'd have with other creatives and my co-founder, Greg, who is a designer art director. It was one that we just constantly picked up. Like, what if we built it for ourselves? What if it was no longer for a client, but it, we did things our way for ourselves? And so we were always bouncing ideas off I mean, everything from educational DVDs. We actually, the first thing Visco did was launch a workshop. It's how we received our first funding, um, was a workshop for 40 people in August of 2011. With those proceeds, we hired two people part-time, and we actually set out to build this kind of WordPress website builder-esque portfolio company. And it was through this process that at this time, there was five of us kind of pitching in here and there. One of the individuals, Zach Hodges, it's like, hey, Joel, you're spending so much time trying to get this off the ground and on your wedding business. I have this tool that I just built that I think might help you save time editing weddings. And so Zach built this preset for Lightroom um, that kind of really tapped into Adobe's camera raw profiles. And it was like one click, wow. Um, wow and literally cut what was 12 hours plus outsourcing down to like four hours and change and really transformed my life. Fast forward three weeks, one page website, we sold this and it was Visco Film. And still at this point, you gotta kind of think like, Greg and I always dream big, but are also very practical and in the moment. And so we just thought this was gonna be kind of a side hustle, something for fun and that first day, our first 48 hours, we made north of a quarter million dollars. And it was kind of like, whoa, okay, whoa, this isn't I'm a side sitting job. here. This is like the opposite of every entrepreneur's story where they're yeah. like, and then I worked hard and then I worked hard and then I worked even more hard for another dollar. You're like, 
we got a quarter of a million dollars in minutes. Wow. So much so that our credit card merchant shut us off for fraud. So one of the actually like early challenges of Visco and kind of one of the literally in the moment, the day of launch situations we had is we got shut down with not being able to access our funds because they said we made too much money and they flagged it for fraud. We had to quickly spin up PayPal as an option for payment. And like one of those like early moments, like Visco would not have existed had all those funds been locked up because they were locked up all the way from November 15th to April. Like it took us that long to unlock it. And so we survived off of the money we made by switching over to being able to take payment through PayPal. Um, but it's one of those like in the moment, like the room, everyone's like sweating, just like crazy launches. That's amazing. That is so amazing. I do think that's, you know, it's one of our core values of always moving forward. Um, and that's a very like typical sentiment you'll find here at the office amongst everyone is it's not if you're going to face a challenge or something's going to go wrong or something's going to fail. It's when it does, like, what do you do? What do you learn? How do you grow? And how do you move forward? Um, so a lot of times I ask employees here at Visco, and I even ask myself this, like, do I need to take a step back? Do I need to take a step to the side? But it's all with the mindset of moving forward. Never with like giving up or failure yeah, or stopping. Yeah. yeah. Giving up is not an option. It's not on the table. Get over it. No. Yeah. yeah. But I really, I, I really like that. And I just want to pause for a moment and like seeing your face while you say it, which is like a core value is always moving forward, which is being somebody who looks at startups all day long. It is like, I will promise you, you will have your worst days of your entire life. I was on the phone with an entrepreneur last night. And I was like, it's not a maybe, it's I promise they will all happen. The worst days of your working life will happen and you will just keep going. But I love that just being such a clear core value and you guys like articulate that to the whole team. Yeah, and it's it's what we hire on. And I think that's like the alignment around values. That's another like really big lesson. Like people can learn new skills. They can be given new opportunities and grow but kind of that alignment of values and will is one where you need to ensure from the beginning that some of our biggest issues have come where there's been a lack of alignment on values. But it's not to be confused with kind of like culture, because like for us, culture is something that we're looking for culture ads, not culture fits in the hiring process. And that was a lesson I learned. It was probably around, actually, no, it was like almost exactly like 50 employees. We hired a head of people, Katie Shields, who's still our VP of people today, it was like one of the first things she said to me, she's like, we need to be looking for culture ads, not culture fits. And it's been something that I've sought out really intentionally from that point on has been a notion of like, tomorrow we're better than we were today. And in order to do that, you need to bring in different perspectives. You need to bring in people that challenge how we operate um, and not just kind of keeping it status quo, which helps on that always moving forward because you're evolving and growing and it's in your DNA then. I love it so much. So let's go back to the early days of Visco. First of all, the name, where did you come up with it? What does it mean? Oh man. <laughs> it's probably <laughs> one thing that both Greg and I who care so deeply about branding are a little bit embarrassed by because it was so generic. So it stands for visual supply company. And back to, I told you like we have trademarks around camera bags and straps and educational DVDs and workshops and you name it. We filed a website for it or a trademark or something around it. And when we went to launch, so we launched the Visco film in 2011. And the name kind of started to stick with there because like making marketing materials, it couldn't be Visual Supply Co. Film. Um, so we abbreviated the name. And then it really stuck 
um, when we went to make the app just a few months later. And you're definitely not fitting visual supply company under an app. Um, and this, this is like very early days. This is like iPhone three kind of days of, of app building. And then it's been, you know, really up until late, one of the biggest questions, like everyone always asks, like, how do you pronounce it? Which it's been a blessing in disguise. Like I think it brings a topic of discussion. It's unique. You get to have fun with it, but yeah, that's where it came I from. love it. I'm so glad I asked. Okay, so let's just walk everybody through just like the traction of the company. I mean, it's kind of incredible. You guys out of the gate saw a million downloads in your first week, which was crazy. And today you have over 100 million registered users. You're on pace to surpass 4 million paid users. I mean, that's just bananas. Can you give people a sense of just the traction and a million downloads like out of the gate? Again, like that doesn't happen. What the hell is driving that? Yeah, so... There's kind of two parts to that. So the first app was a paid app, April 2012, um, and that was 99 cents. So we had a year of that app before we launched what is Visco today, really. And that was in June of 2013. So you gotta think, June of 2013, we're launching the app. We had been at this point, really topic of discussion amongst anyone in kind of the photo space. We're already, we're an app top five grossing everywhere. And I also think like app store discovery phones, photography was the launch of the iPhone 4S, which was also like really focused around the camera. And also Instagram had just sold. So it was also like all the hype around it. So those million downloads were June of 2013. And I think it was, it is, because I think there's always a story behind it. There's always a lot of hard work. There's a lot of intentionality. And we had spent a lot of time, all of our money, all of it was organic. So there's even up until just a few months ago, like all the growth of Visco has been organic. Um, but it's a simple principle. Build something of value that people are willing to pay for. It's what Greg and I said we always wanted as a creative, like, you know, build something of quality that I'm willing to give you my money for. And that's the best relationship possible. And it's actually, I think, what I'm most excited by from kind of in-app purchases and desktop presets to a subscription in 2017 is – that alignment, not just to building something of value, but to continue to deliver an experience of value that someone's willing to pay for. Um, and I think you actually just talked this morning at all hands, you know, we're north of 160 employees here at Visco. And like the thing around it is, is like every single person is focused on the experience of our members. Our, we don't have a misalignment of our business model and our mission and vision. It, it's one of these things where we're all here focused on building something of value that people are willing to pay for. You know, but back to your question, kind of this like, you know, traction and meteoric rise. It is nice to step back and look at that because I do think when you zoom out, you see that. But I think for any time that you see that when you're zoomed out, when you look in, there's a lot of peaks and valleys in between yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it is never, I think you mentioned it, um, and it is definitely one of my biggest pieces of encouragement to any other entrepreneur. Do something that you love so much that not if, but when things are horrible, you care so much about it that you're excited still to wake up in the morning to go tackle that problem. I always joke that there's two quotes. There's the quote that like my mom actually did tell me when I was younger, which is like, do something you love, you'll never work a day in your life. I actually ascribe to like the edited version of that, which is like, do what you love and you will literally work every single day of your life with zero boundaries and you will care so deeply that your feelings will be hurt often. <laughs> and I was like. <laughs> and, and that is like, we, we talked about it, but th this notion of like, people always ask like, what would you do next? 
And like for me, there is no other next as it relates to like building a product and like building a real company. My whole life led up to Visco. Um, yes. My mom immigrated to the States when she was young. And my entire childhood was my mom telling my sister and I, you need to see the world through other people's eyes. You have one narrow perspective of who you are as a tall white male in the Bay Area. There's a whole other world out there. You can travel and see this world for yourself. What my mom did was, and at the time it felt like dragging, but now I'm like very thankful, was just take us to every museum and gallery possible in the Bay Area. And she'd always ask us like, what is this artist trying to tell you? And the whole vision around Visco was to build uh, and to create a world where differences are celebrated. If you can be who you are, if you feel free to express yourself and you have an environment in the space where others are doing the same, we can create a world in which differences are celebrated. And so for me, it goes even beyond like work. Like this is a life pursuit that is worth doing forever. And I think that's what we attract and that's what I you know, I, I tell people it's not like selling someone on working at Visco. It's to articulate our mission and vision and values. And and if alignment, like people will be drawn to that and will want to join. One, I love it. And it's just like so obvious that this is like so deeply core to your DNA and you're just like living who you are. And that's pretty rad. So when did you make it not your side hustle? Like what moment where you're like, oh, shit, I got to do this full time. Well, so that was so it was it was, no, it was November 15th, 2011. And it was about three minutes after hitting the go live of Visco film when literally more money had poured in in those three minutes than like I see in, in a lot of work as a wedding photographer. There was a lot of like, oh, bleep, bleep, bleep moments. That's amazing. Uh, but as a wedding photographer, I had an entire year booked out. So I still, after that day, while I never booked another wedding or another job as a photographer after that day of November 15th, I still had 35 weddings and a lot of other commitments to shoot in the following year. So it wasn't until August 31st, 2012, um, where I shot my last gig as Wait, a professional that photographer. Is so, that is such a good fact. I want to transition to like meteoric business. For those people out there who haven't used Visco, describe what it's like to use Visco for somebody who hasn't actually used the app. Yeah, I, th I think there's there's a variety of entry points into the Visco experience that someone might see. And so I think typically, you know, we're all equipped with these now amazing capture devices of these phones that have just, I mean, it's unbelievable to think about from when we started this business in 2011 to like, what I have in my hands now with three lenses and like the stabilization mode and the ability to shoot at night and that magazine covers and ad campaigns are being shot on the phone. So I think the starting point there is you have a professional quality device now in your hands. It's no longer, creativity is no longer for those that self-identify as a photographer or designer, it's for everyone. What tools do you now use once you have this device? And so that is one entry point and very clear way to think about Visco. It's professional quality tools made accessible in a mobile device. Yep. Now that you have these tools, I think one of the other really important things that these devices are is they're a means of self-expression. There's one lens in which you can capture how who you are and how we have to show up on a digital perspective in all these different uh, locations around the on the web from messaging to groups to broadcasting there's one way that you need to capture yourself of how you want the world to see you 
which we help people capture that content and share to those platforms. Um, but there's a really critical piece that our community comes in and it's creating a profile where you can share how you see the world, where you share and post things online, not for what other people think, but for what makes you feel and the impact it has on you around creativity. Um, and there's this sense that we are creating within Visco, which is actually, I think people a lot of times will talk about, they come for the tools, but stay for the community. And when they mean the community, it's really this sense of self. Um, and our whole mission is to help everybody fall in love with their own creativity. And like my message to everybody is, you're worth it, you have a story to tell, and I care about seeing that. So be who you are and create it with Visco. I feel like I just saw your television campaign in my, I'm like, I literally just saw what your TV ad should be if you ever had them. That was so, so fantastic. I love it so much. And that for me is really like, it kind of goes back to that with the mission and vision that you care so deeply about the impact that we see on a daily basis. Like I'll use a great example of a young man by the name of Rico, local community member, lives in Oakland. Um, and I met him at an event that we host here at our, at our office and he was talking to me. He was like, so tell me like how you, you know, became to use Visco and I love your work. And he's like, well, I never even thought of myself as a photographer or as a creative. I was really kind of down and just like looking for inspiration. And someone like told me there was this great app where I could see a lot of great photography and find inspiration. And I saw this editorial post on street photography. And he's like, I had this moment of like seeing someone else capture their world, which was a continents away. And I says, you know, I have a story to tell about my life and what I see around me on a daily basis here in Oakland. And so for the first time, went out with kind of this new vision of how he wanted to express himself, captured the photos around Oakland and the streets of Oakland, started to share them on Visco, and through that started to find other people that were doing the same in Oakland. And now he's saying like, I have this like sense of purpose where, you know, once or twice a week on my lunch break, there's four or five of us that get together that just go walk and take street photos and just really capture the world around us. And he's like, I've never felt more fulfilled and like able to express who I am and how I see the world. And like, that is like the perfect example. story and kind of experience and example, because like for Rico, like that's everything. And like, I want for whomever else is out there, which is all, all of us to like to find our moment like that, where we can find our voice and feel safe to share it. And with that, we'll be right back after this. So I want to transition to um, you guys essentially bootstrap because, as you said, like money was pouring in super quickly. And at some point you went out and you raised 90 million in total. You've acquired some companies. Tell us a little bit about if you had to give us like the five year narrative from, you know, post now 2013. Things are like lightning rods. It's happening quickly to today. Give us kind of the the update on Visco to today. Yeah. So. If you take that five years, so 2013, we launch this app, it goes viral, we're runner-up app of the year for Apple, runner-up TechCrunch Crunchies for startup of the year, and, you know, we lost to Snapchat, like, it's kind of like, you know, that's the lens of this. We had launched the community, so that was like the, really the big turning point, and at this point, we were, we were profitable, we had not raised capital, and that was a real big turning point. So we raised, as you mentioned, in 2014 and 2015, $90 million in a Series A, Series B. Really scaled, I think, the next part of that, the business of going from this app um, that sold in-app purchases to launching the subscription in 2017, so which I think really 
um, the growth into a business model that fits the future of Visco. And I think with that was understanding how to deliver value that people are willing to pay for on a continual basis. And that was a lot of like lever discovery as well as what do people find value in. And it really wasn't, you know, 2018 saw this unprecedented growth um, where, you know, we reached north of 2 million paid subscribers. Wow. Um, and I think something that's also very interesting around this time frame is if you go back to 2013, very professional photographer, self-identified creatives using the app to today, you know, over 75% are under the age of 25, over 55% of those 2 million subscribers are under the age of 25. Um, it's really become this app where, and it's not that the photographers and designers aren't there, but Gen Z, it's not about kind of these like verticals of creativity. They're the first generation really where they're entirely kind of this like super creative where everyone has to be expressive in all manners and aspects of life. And so we've seen this huge rise within Visco around that. And I think if you fast forward of taking that, you have this notion of community, a safe space to be who you are, to share how you see the world. We've barely got into video in a little bit. We'll be getting into design and illustration, but um, you mentioned a couple acquisitions. End of last year, we acquired a company by the name of Rilo, um, which really helped us advance our uh, future offerings in video. And you'll be seeing a lot from us in the coming weeks and months. And cool. really not just tiptoeing into video, but really going all out. Um, okay, I want to fast forward now into a little bit of you. So you went from being a wedding photographer, right, to like literally on a rocket ship that you were like trying to like not break payments and have fraud and all of these other issues. What do you feel and like would you self-describe as you've always been an entrepreneur or was this like you were a creative who happened into being an entrepreneur? And then I just want to hear like how do you do this? How do you stay sane? The company went from zero to 175 people. It went from like you being able to like do a craft that you love to acquiring businesses, raising $90 million. I want to just hear, so have you always been an entrepreneur and like what have you had to do to be able to make this fit your life? So, you know, always being an entrepreneur, I maybe even stripped that down a little bit. I've, I've always been a problem solver and I've loved tackling new challenges from a very early age. It's been make, trying to make something uh, MacGyvering, if you will, like with what I have around me to make something out of it. And so started businesses in high school and in college. And so th there's always this level, nothing at the scale, obviously, of Visco. Um, so that has been like, I feel like I'm reinventing myself like every six months I'm needing to be a new version of myself. And I think that's been the greatest joy, but also challenge of being an entrepreneur. So um, if someone were to ask me what my hobby is, like it really is in personal growth and being better tomorrow than I am today. And I think what I've found is applying that not just to work, um, but being as, as a husband and as a dad. And I think the big part that worked, I've been thankful for, and I mentioned Katie early on, um, one of the first things she did in coming to Visco was have me go through kind of a 360 review and take this feedback. I was like, well, but things are great. Other people need it. I don't. And um, I'm only laughing because really... I did this exact same thing, <laughs> like precisely. <laughs> it was a turning point for me. And like, I'm forever grateful because, you know, I am the dad I am today and the husband I am today and just the person I am today, you know, because of that. So I 
I seek out feedback. Um, and that probably wasn't always the case. Like I, I think if you take the pre moment of that moment in time, I, I was someone that thought I had it figured out or that I could figure it out on my own. Um, and that I had the tools to really get by on my own. And I think I mentioned my mom early on, but like the realization I've been surrounded by great people my whole life. I mean, that's really what it's all about. Um, and even today at Visco, like my favorite thing about Visco is the people I get to work with um, and the people we get to serve. And so it's surrounding yourself with people. And I think not that just build you up and tell you how great you are. But challenge uh, you in every way. Push you in every way. And, and I think I have learned to not just bear or handle growth, but to seek it out um, and to really take that level of curiosity of like, what could I do better? What could I improve on? What could I challenge myself with over this period of time? And, and I think the interesting lens to do this is in service of others. So I, I think that's the lens of not just for my own personal gain, but like how can I grow to serve others? So understand the needs and wants of others. Um, there's a great book by the Arbinger Institute called The Outward Mindset, which is really this notion of understanding the needs of others. And you can find great success by meeting those needs um, and helping people grow. And that's it's one of our core values at Visco, building together. We can do something really powerful together. So I love yeah. it so much. And what I um what I especially love is having gone through a similar experience at leaning into feedback and like really not just being like, oh, I've just got to be like a better listener on Wednesdays, but like <laughs> I've got to deeply learn to be a better listener or whatever it may be. You end up becoming a better whole human. And I think that the best entrepreneurs truly lean into that personal growth. Um, so I really like something you said, which is your hobby is personal growth. And I think it's so honest and it's really probably pretty real. I want to quickly go and I want to hear your prediction because you are somebody who is a front row seat at the future of the creative world. If you have to fast forward 10 years, I just want to hear one or two things that you think is inevitable. Oh, I love this. So I, I mentioned this, this notion that we've seen this transformation over the last few years where creativity was only for those that were self-identified as a photographer or a designer. We're seeing this transformation in particular with Gen Z where creativity has become the global language. Yeah. And the ability to express oneself, not just through photo, video, design, illustration, but with it all and everywhere and anywhere really is such a critical piece. And what I believe this will allow for and really unlock and what I fundamentally believe the future will be defined by this experience economy. I'm no longer producing just a good or a service and selling it, but delivering an experience that people are willing to pay for. And for Visco, what we see is this huge opportunity, this sense of belonging, being a part of something, being known and taken care of through this creative self-exploration, finding your voice and who you are. We see the power that we're doing this with, with Visco around creatives sharing their creative journey. Uh, I mentioned Rico. The, the powerful impact that has on others to go find their voice. And they need that like spark and catalyst. And so I fundamentally believe like the future will be defined around creativity and expression and all kind of wrapped 
in this package of an experience. One, I agree with you and I love it. And it gets me really excited for the future. I could talk to you for honestly four more hours. I want to go into um, last few questions here. I want to get a sense of you are clearly such a people person. You just are. It's so obvious. You like to watch them, observe them. If you think about your favorite interview question, as somebody who's been building a team that has such core values and is, again, like culture additive, what is a question that you like to ask that you feel like really gets to the heart of somebody that you're interviewing? So I ask this question to every person, um, and it's actually something that I've found through the interview process is to have consistency in the questions that I ask in order to kind of remove bias around how I'm feeling in an interview. So I very consistent in the questions that I ask in an interview, but the one that tells me the most is I ask people what are they most and least confident about with this opportunity. It's a question that allows them to show like really how vulnerable they are but also how aware they are, both of the opportunities, but also the risks. And it also shows me a level of thinking. Um, a lot of times, uh, what they're most confident in the opportunity or least confident, people tend to like really narrow focus. But the greater opportunity they have for growth and leadership is the ability they're able to expand that opportunity to much something much larger. And not even just with what the company is dealing with at the moment, but what the company will be dealing with in the future and even taking this on a more global scale of like impacting society at large. Um, so it's a question that I love to ask. I'm absolutely stealing that one. I've not heard that one. I'm completely stealing it. I've written it down. I want to just think, so uh, the best founders always pay it forward. If you are going to go see a kid today, 21 years old, going to start a company, what's one piece of advice you would give? Surround yourself with those culture ads, not culture fits. Find people that have a different voice and perspective than you do, and that will build resiliency and strength in your company. Other than Visco, what's one startup that we all should know about? I think one that I'm like really personally, both from the company, is a company called by the, uh, Ginger.io um, that's looking at mental health and really removing kind of the stigma around seeking help and talking about your feelings and how you're doing. Um, because I think it's very near and dear to us at Visco's the the negative impact that we're seeing from social media on mental health, but the positive impact that creativity has and just the need to actually be very uh, mindful of, of what's going on. I love that. And then the final question is, what has been your biggest pinch me moment to date? The one where you literally so, said, holy shit, I can't believe that just happened. So it'll go back to end of 2014. Um, we we're about to launch this feature around being able to do long form content on Visco. And the, the pinch me moment was like we had champagne and like streamers were ready. Like, what's the first journal post coming through? And everyone's waiting. And this first post comes through and we all read it. And it's silence and it's tears. And this guy by the name of Phil shared this post of his mom's battle with cancer and ultimate her passing. And the, the pinch me moment was it built something that someone finds enough value in that they're willing to share some of the deepest, darkest, and most painful moments of life with. I mean, I'm just like choked just like even thinking of it because like that is everything and then some that I could ever think of. And so for me, that's makes it all worth it. It's the people that we get to build this for. That's pretty awesome. And uh, I cannot wait to see what you do over this next decade. Everybody out there, I just can't tell you what a fun interview that this has been. Thank you so much, Joel, for joining us. 
For those of you who haven't already downloaded Visco, run, don't walk. And thank you so much for joining us. Next week, I'll be back for Inc. The Founders Project with Alexa Von Tobel. Joel, you're so special. Thank you so much for joining me today. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you all for listening. You can subscribe to Inks The Founders Project with Alexa Montobel wherever your podcasts are offered.